Hello guys, it's Samuel and welcome to today's episode of Inside Bioside Podcast. You are just where you need to be. announcing the whole podcast thing, I told you that I was going to bring some topics on technology. Well, there are a range of topics, and since I'm a tech guy, it's easier, it's easy for me to you know bring in topics. But then um, we'll be starting on something maybe strange, but not really strange. A lot of people are not really informed on this part of tech. So whether you're a newbie, you're an old bee, there's a word like that, <laughs> whatever you are involved in, I think it's important that you keep your ears to the ground and enjoy this discussion. I'm going to have the first episode today. Other episodes will come in another week. Enjoy the ride with me. Well, today, before I go forward, I have a visitor. His name is Thomas. Thomas, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm perfect. You know, it's it's only wise that I try to keep my mind abased. If I try to follow what's happening in the world, I'm not sure I'm going to keep my mental health. Oh, that's very true. Very true. Very uh, different uh, time uh, than, you know, six months ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. The difference is clear. Yeah, exactly. So, um, how is the U.S. today? How, how, is, how is the U.S. today? Yes, yes, that's what I asked. Yeah. Um. The U.S., you know, it's, it's a, you know, there's a bit of turmoil going on. Um, you know, I think uh, between uh, some of the uh, civil unrest um, and the uh, pandemic, um, I think it's, uh, it's been very hard uh, for people. I think that, uh, you know, there's always ups and downs um, in yeah. the U.S., uh, but to have kind of two things of this uh of this impact, it's been very hard uh, for everyone. Um, it's definitely not uh, what we like to use as a term called business as usual, that uh, we can just kind of do the things we've been doing. Um, it feels like more of kind of just getting through day to day. Yeah, we, we, we've been following the news over here in Nigeria, and um, we always, in fact, I, I, I get scared anytime I read the news on in the U.S., you know, they're always um, at the top headlines in CNN, BBC, you know, something something is always happening. Um, Donald Trump saying this, um, the pandemic rising. I really hope. I think so. You know, um, you know, humanity has always been very resilient. Um, there are yeah. times that, uh, you know, during difficult times, people sort of rise up to the challenge. Um, sometimes there's people who don't <laughs> rise up, uh, who need to, um, <laughs> but I, I've always had sort of a optimistic view of humanity um, in that uh, we tend to help each other over time and over differences. Um, I just think we're in this just very unusual time um, and we're all having to sort of figure out what does that exactly mean? Because sometimes you think you can uh, be doing good uh, but that you may be causing um, harm, and uh, even weirdly, sometimes vice versa. Well, we're hoping, at least by the end of uh, this year, I'm trusting that everything will be smooth. Yes, yes. I uh, I, ke- I keep seeing uh, 
hope and opportunity um, that happens. Uh, so every negative thing I see, um, usually I find a positive thing as well uh, for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to admit at times I uh, take a little bit of a break from the news uh, because I know that news <laughs> isn't always an accurate representation, right? Uh, news yeah. has become a different kind of business where they need eyeballs, um, and sometimes those eyeballs come from negative things or kind of creating a different view at something than maybe what we would have come to our own conclusions on. Um, so I, I tend to look at the people around me and the people that I love and see very positive things that are coming uh, from all of this. And so, yeah, I, uh, I hope that uh, all works out well, and I'm still going to uh, continue to have that optimistic view, even though it may be uh, cloudy at times. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's perfect. I, I like the energy you're using to approach it. It's well, okay, thank you very much for that um, brief. I'm sure anybody that has listened to this too would know, would understand what's happening in the U.S. Well, here in Nigeria, everything is kind of smooth, ups and downs, but like, just like you said, um, I can't even trust the press. So I just try to enjoy the moments I have with family, friends. So um, your, your profile says that you are into Partial computing cloud, or you are a special computing cloud advocate in Microsoft developer relations, mixed augmented virtual and extended reality plugs, web XR. Well, I have to read that out because it's quite long, it's quite lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can you quickly explain? Because uh, given that you have experience with VR, AR, mixed reality, this profile says a lot. So just in, let's say, one minute, just explain what this profile means, uh, what the job is about. Yeah. Um, so cloud advocacy is a uh, team within our Microsoft developer relations. And so what we try to do is to talk to developers, designers, IT pros, almost any technologist, um, and kind of advocate on their behalf. So for example, um, we spend a lot of time uh, talking to customers in developer communities and design communities um, about the things that they need from Microsoft. And we will take that back to the product team um, and uh, give them uh, feedback uh, from our communities. Um, also, a real big part of what we do is building content, um, and we'll probably be talking about that uh, a lot as we as we uh, move forward. And so cloud advocacy, we tend to think about uh, the cloud. Um, ours in particular is Azure, but there's a lot of uh, competitors in the space uh, doing really wonderful things um, as well. Um, but you know, Microsoft has taken a very huge bet um, on cloud computing. Um, if you kind of compare it uh, to some of the other products we're known for, um, it's as big as if not bigger than some of the things that we've talked about uh, with Microsoft regarding uh, Windows, Office, um, you name it. Um, so for us, the cloud is very, very significant because we believe that a lot of the computing will no longer be on the device itself necessarily. Those will, will be very intelligent devices, but a lot of the power will be harnessed in what is being called the cloud. 
And then I specifically um, focus on spatial computing, although that's just one of the four teams that I lead and I can talk about that uh, as well. But spatial computing is the intersection of digital computing um, with the real world. Um, so when we, for example, have a smart building um, that you can uh, you know, get information from, for example, a, a floor might be too hot. So we may um, open the vents more for that uh, type of floor. Um, that's a good example of spatial computing. Um, some of the more interesting and cool things are the things like you hear about where you have augmented reality um, or um, you have things like autonomous um, vehicles or robots. So I always tell people that intersection of the real world with the digital world, um, that's spatial computing. And then of course you can break that down into a lot of different names, but that's kind of the uh, overall overview of kind of how that works and a little bit of my background. Wow, okay, that's, that's quite, that's quite um, an interesting brief. Honestly, I, I never really knew of special computing, but then it's, it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. Okay, well, um, personally, I've been, you know, I've been to um, some certain places where we have to wear these things on our eyes, you know, control some certain things, and it feels like we're controlling some zombies, you know, in another world, you understand? So um, um, when, we, when we step out of it, someone says, oh, that's a VR. Okay, that's an AR, you know? A lot of stories about um, VR and AR, but I really need to understand. Since you're coming from the professional background, from the from the space of the real tech, what exactly does VR and AR mean, and what is the difference? Virtual reality, augmented reality. What is the difference, and um, probably what's the general application? Like when it was brought into the market, what was the purpose? Yeah. So um, you know. Augmented and virtual reality, virtual reality probably has been around a bit uh, longer. Um, and it was years ago. Um, there's been people working on this for quite a, quite a long time. Um, you know, let me start off with um, virtual reality. Um, so you okay. can kind of think of things on a spectrum. So on one side, you have virtual reality. And this is where you are put in an immersive um, experience. So that's why, for example, a lot of times in VR, you're putting on a set of goggles or something on your face um, where you don't see the outside world that you're in. The intent is to get you into um, that world and make your brain believe uh, that you're in that world. Um, I remember my first time wearing a virtual reality device. Um, a the person who was walking me through this uh, tour, um, at one point, I'm standing on top of a mountain, and it was interesting <laughs> because I'm afraid of heights. So um, all of a sudden, I had all of these things processing in my body. Right, I'm pretty sure I had. Uh, cortisol, uh, you know, being uh, emitted, uh, my fight or flight response was probably uh, activated as well. And the reason why is because virtual reality could actually make my brain believe that I was on top of a mountain. One of the other parts of the tour I took was I was down in the bottom of the ocean. 
and a whale swam by me. Now, again, this is not what was happening in real life, right? I was sitting in a, uh, in a startup uh, studio facility, um, nothing around me. But when that whale came by me, one is I actually felt the presence of the whale. And I felt like the water had shifted towards me as the whale went by. But again, there was none of this happening. My uh, friend was not, you know, pushing on me or blowing air on me or anything like that. But my brain absolutely believed that this was happening. And that's why I think, you know, everybody gets really excited about virtual reality. And I especially did because this was the first time that the computer had um, changed my body chemistry. It was actually able to make my brain believe I was at the bottom of the ocean next to a whale or that I was sitting on top of this mountain. So virtual reality is very immersive, right? You are in it, uh, you don't see the real world. On the other side, you have augmented reality. And augmented reality means that you get to see everything around you but we augment it with information. Um, a lot of times people look at the movies and that's what they think of augmented reality um, is about. Um, but what we find is augmented reality allows you to do some really interesting things. Um, so one example is I can put on a device such as a HoloLens and there's some other devices that are out there. Um, and I can look at something and the computer in the device can try to use um, artificial intelligence to figure out what that item is. So it might say, you know, it might show something visually that says, this thing you're looking at is a bike, or this thing you're looking at is a river otter. So it's more like, more like a machine learning model. That's part of it, yeah, because you can see, that you can also put holograms um, into the view as well, because what these augmented reality devices do is they use lasers and light um, to, again, have you seeing a hologram and believing that it is there in front of you, right? Maybe 10 feet in front of you, maybe five feet um, in front of you. And these holograms are aware of the space they are in. So, for example, the hologram won't show in the middle of your desk. Um, what it will do is it will actually sit on top of the desk. So these holograms have awareness of the things that are around them. So this becomes very powerful, right? When you can have a device on your head that can recognize the world around you and can create digital imagery um, within that. And so, for example, a lot of people start to wonder, well, what if we have these glasses and do I need a television? Could I just have a wall, you know, in my home be my television? So you don't have to spend money on a 70, you know, inch uh, television. Instead, you could just have it as big as you want. Yeah, but that would be pretty expensive, though. Yes. But, you know, if you're doing it in augmented reality, then it's only the device that you have. 
and it's presenting it on that wall for you. So you could have it the entire wall uh, be where, where you watch things. And by the way, these things are on a spectrum. And so that spectrum is what we call mixed reality. Um, so there's a belief that as we move forward, the devices we have will not be binary. They won't be either augmented reality or virtual reality devices. We will just have these devices that sort of understand what you want to do. So if you, for example, want to play in a game, in an immersive game, it will create you know, the VR version and occlude your site. But if you're walking around you know, the city and you have these glasses on, then probably what you would rather prefer as your mode of interaction is augmented reality, where, for example, you know, I can see a restaurant I want to go to, and I can visual, I can, uh, you know, audit, you know, I can say, give me the menu for that restaurant. And what we'll do is it will bring that menu up for me to look at. Um, and I can, Before you go to the restaurant. Yeah, see if I even want to go into um, the uh, restaurant itself. So there is this mixed reality spectrum. And so that's why you probably hear us at Microsoft talk a lot about mixed reality because we do believe that in the future, we won't have to decide which one we want. We can have both of them or we could have them kind of working together. Mm, wow, wow, that's, that's quite an interesting one. Um, the VR era um, whole um, concept is quite, it's quite a confusing, confusing one. Without someone in the field like you um, explaining in detail, Everyone will just feel it's just what people used to play games and feel like they're in another world. But then, from what you said, it's, it's kind of bringing um, reality into digitalization. So, um, guys, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thomas is, uh, is a big-time employee of Microsoft and is a cloud advocate. You can check him up on Twitter. Um, I think his Twitter handle is... Tommy Lee. Uh, say it again. Tommy Lee. T-O-M-M-I-L-L-L-E-E. Yeah, -E. Yes, you can check him out, Tommy Lee, and um, if you have any questions, probably you can hit him up, um, You can, and he can give you his mail address, and you guys can discuss. Those of you interested in VR, AR, augmented reality, mixed reality, whatever details you need, you could um, hit him up, and um, he's really a wonderful speaker. Thank you very much, Thomas. All right, thank you. And, um, yes, I really, I really hope that uh, we could meet again on a bigger platform and uh, discuss um more integrated um information on the, the whole reality um platform absolutely look forward to it okay now enjoy enjoy the rest of your day all right you too well huge thanks to my listeners and guests i really enjoyed this show up until next week please enjoy yourself <laughs>